Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Tony. If you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And hey, thanks for coming back. That's pretty nice of you. But for all of you out there in the world listening right now, who are here for the first time, welcome to the fucking party, motherfuckers. Glad you could make it. Glad you found your way here. I hope the directions were easy and you made it here without any difficulty. Anyways, my friend Rick is on the show today. And for those of you who don't know Rick, he's a guy. He is, in fact, a man. He is also a father, a husband, and a musician. And uh, today we're going to talk about kind of all of that stuff, which is kind of a first for the podcast, I'd say. I haven't talked to, I've talked to plenty of musicians, and maybe I've talked to somebody that has a kid on the show, I'm not too sure, but I really haven't talked to anybody who has a kid about their kids. And we're going to get into that today, like talk about, you know, what it's like being a father, which is weird for me, I'm not a dad, this is new territory, I don't, I don't usually talk about things like this, but I thought it was interesting, and I was kind of tired of talking about bands all the fucking time, which is what I'm always fucking doing on this thing. But don't worry, for those of you who want to hear Rick talk about his fucking bands and stuff, you're going to hear him talking about bands and metal and stuff like that and stuff. I hate when I say stuff so much. But yeah, anyways, Rick's band, Black Market Body Parts, for those of you who don't know, are going to be playing what... I'm seeing promoted as their last show ever on December 27th, 8pm. Whether or not this is going to be their last show ever, I don't know if that's just a marketing thing or what. Maybe it is. Doesn't matter. Either way, the show's happening and I'm going to tell you about it. Rick talks about it later in the episode too, but I want to get it out there up front for him because there's it's a really cool lineup and his band's good, so... If you're around the Pittsburgh area, you should check out Black Market Body Parts, December 27th at 8pm, Smiling Moose, 8pm sharp, need to clarify that, you know, this ain't some like it's starting at 9.30 shit, 8pm sharp, it's a 21 plus show, it's 10 bucks, um, my friend Basic Sickness is playing, The Catastrophist is playing, and Weapons of Choice are also playing this fucking show gonna be a good time yeah so mark that down in your fucking calendar and let's get on with the conversation sit back relax and let's start the motherfucking beat <laughs> yeah. So, so right, we're recording. We're good. I think this is set up. Are you comfy? You ready to rock? I, I'm as comfy as I can possibly get. I think. Okay. This, this giant room. Yeah. <laughs> so, how is life? Life is good. Um, it's not great. We're, it's not bad. We're just talking. You have a couple kids. Yeah. Married. Kids, married. Do you, do that. So, when did all this start? Forever. How old's your oldest kid? Fifteen. So it started. Long. Holy shit! I know you have a fifteen-year-old. I, I have a high schooler. That's fucking crazy. How old are you? I'm thirty-three. Okay. Okay. So you were eighteen when you had him. Yeah. It's um. It's crazy. Like before I even started the whole music thing, um, I I had a kid. You know. Oh, so that was before music. That was before Black wow. Market even started. So. Okay. So what were you doing then? Just. Well, shit! I was doing college and working like three jobs. Yeah, okay. So it was. You know, it was, it was, I always wanted to do the music thing and I was always a guitar player, you know, and I've never really gotten into the vocalist thing, but I know I okay, wanted so to do it. You were, uh, you were playing, like playing around, listening to music. You just weren't in any bands. Right. Right. Okay. Right. I got you. Yeah. I've played guitar since I was 16. Like that was, I bought a guitar with my first paycheck. Nice. But I amp with my second. So nice. Yeah. That, that was where that came from. 
Yeah, my first job ever, I saved up to get like my first beat machine, Taco Bell. I still have it. Wow. I don't use it, but I like won't get rid of it just because it's like this weird nostalgic thing that I don't want to get rid of. Yeah, I know where my first guitar and amp are. I don't own them anymore, but I know who does. Okay. I mean, it's it's like a $150 Ibanez and like a, a DOD <laughs> grunge amp, you yeah. know, from like 1997. You know, but they're uh, in good hands. They're still in good hands. They still get played. That's which, awesome. Which, which is great. That's super awesome. Yeah. So you're 16, you pick up a guitar, and then you have a kid in two years. Yeah. So like, okay, well, I guess you were into music when you were growing up. Well, I mean, I, you said you had a kid in two years. Let me let me change that. So I didn't have a kid in two years. I, I met my, my, my wife when I was 18. Okay. 19, 18, 19, whatever. And she had a one-year-old. Okay. So I walked in the door and there was a kid and, and, and this girl, you know, and um, over the course of a very short amount of time, we became real serious. And then he ended up being, you know, I'm raising this kid and we moved oh, in together. Okay. And I adopted him and, and it's, okay. so he's my son and I'm dad and that's great. Okay. All right. So that's but, okay. But that, that's a been, good. That's a good clarification to <laughs> more, make. More of a clarification to make. I mean, it's, okay. It doesn't change anything. It just um, sure. I, I had one extra year. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that, that's that's that part of the story. It's a little more. Okay. Accurate. Okay, so when you were 18, you got into a relationship with a woman who had already had a son. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. the situation at hand was somebody needed to kind of step in and fill a role. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like uh, she was the kind of person looking for that. You know, sure, but it's it, just, ha it's just, that's fate. That's what, yeah. That's it, what happened for It you. all just worked out perfectly. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. Okay, you're still, you're still together. Yeah. Yeah. So, fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a remarkable achievement. And, yeah, uh, it really is. I mean, we've been married for um, last month was nine years married. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's good. And the other one, the other kid's seven. Okay. Don't don't quiz me on that. Seven. No, he's, <laughs> no, he's, no, he's he's seven. He's definitely seven. All right. So, um, but you growing up, were you into like metal and stuff as a kid, or did you find like heavier stuff later in life? Well, you know, it, I grew up, um listening to DVE with my parents. You know? Okay. It was classic rock and rock just all the time. And, and what really triggered it when, back in 1987 when Guns N' Roses came on the radio, when when Sweet Child of Mine was like their, their hit. Because like, Welcome to the Jungle came out, and people liked it, but when Sweet Child of Mine hit, that was like the blow up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then my parents went out and bought Appetite for Destruction on vinyl, which I still own. Um, <laughs> and that was like eye-opening for me. Like, okay, this is a band. They have songs that make a record. That was... Before that, it was just like, okay, the radio is the radio, and there are songs that come on. Yeah. When I heard that and saw that there was this physical thing that, that has a set of songs, it's like a story or, or not, I was like, all right, now this is a thing to me. And I'm young, you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm six years old. Sure. You know, but I hooked onto it right away, you know, and, um, you know, I wanted to listen to it in the car, so I had my dad hook up the, the, the phonograph to, to a cassette player, and we, we recorded it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like, we would listen to it in the car, you know, and then... I think I would listen to DVE still, and they they played a live version of Knocking on Heaven's Door back then, and we, I would always try to like wait for it to put it on the end of the tape to record. <laughs> so we now I had I had everything the Guns N' Roses had ever done, yeah, you know, what the I mean? entire like, discography on one on, on, one, on one, tape. one tape, yeah, one ninety minute Maxell tape, you know, <laughs> um, which I'm sure I could still find. Um, but that was like the moment where I was like, all right, music is is special to me. Sure, you know, it just clicked, and then it was like Guns N' Roses, and then like Def Leppard, and and Skid Row, and, and, like, that hair, but not quite as lame as, like, Cinderella. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, even that, back then, that was still cheesy to me. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know? Um, but I, as, I got a, as I got older, it was more like, I, I got into a little bit heavier stuff when Metallica and, and Megadeth kind of came to, to fruition yeah. for me. Um, and I mean, I'm still young, but at that, that, that time I was still young, and I was like, this is, this is cool. Like, this is awesome. This is what I want to do someday, you know? Yeah. Um, whether that is true or not that's that's what i thought <laughs> at the time you know oh yeah totally uh, so that was where that came from um and that kind of got into like the the alternative you know grunge and alternative movement when i was in like middle school um nirvana was a, obviously a huge piece yeah. of that um for me at the time but that was short-lived because then i found pantera yeah you know it's <laughs> i feel like i'm a i'm a few years younger than you but i kind of like rode the same wave where i grew up listening to maiden but then, like, I kind of, like, fell into the pop-punk movement, like, uh -huh. whenever uh, Blink-182 first got real big. And uh, then that was very short-lived, because then Slipknot happened. Right. And it was like, 
oh yeah, you yeah, know, this, like this is it. Fuck all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you're you got a guitar when you were 16. Yeah. And that was like so. At this point, you have like Pantera and all that kind of stuff in your head at this point. So that's what you wanted to do, or I, you know, I I wasn't sure like what what I think maybe you want to play guitar. Um, well, I I I had an acoustic guitar that my grandfather let me borrow that because he, he was a musician, and I didn't even find this out till later in life. But my grandfather and his brother were were phenomenal jazz musicians, um, you know, saxophones and and like all this brass. And I started finding all this information after my grandfather. Had, I had gotten older and stopped playing and um it skipped the generation like my my uncle didn't play anything my mom never played anything yeah and i really never knew but it just kind of seeped in you know and then i would start hearing stories of oh your grandfather used to do this and he'd play shows and they'd go to these places and i'm like well shit like should have told me this earlier like you know, <laughs> give, me, give me some tips of the trade pap you know yeah yeah um but yeah, I started with that acoustic, and then I was like, "I'm gonna get this electric. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Kirk Hammett, you know." Okay. Um, but I, I'm certainly not. Um, <laughs> and, and I think what one made me want to play, and, and kind of be the front man was was Max Cavalera. Okay, uh, that Sepul- makes sense. Sepultura. Yes. You know that was what made me want to be the guy. You know, it was I always wanted to play, but like to be the front man. I saw Max playing his, you know, three, three, three strings. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I could do that. I mean, that's easy, you know. Um, watching Headbangers Ball, you know, listening to to Chaos AD and, and Beneath the Remains and stuff like that. That was what was up, you know. So I, I would sit down with my guitar before I knew what tuning down was, and I'm like, this doesn't sound right. Like, <laughs> this just isn't heavy enough, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I figured about tuning down, and like, all right, I, I can play that now. But then I just went back to Metallica because Metallica was more intricate, you know, and, and learning those songs were a lot more fun than like the the of of Sepultura, which is great. I love listening to it, but it's not that much fun to play unless you're out doing it live. Yeah, because you can just headbang and you don't have to worry about messing up all the uh, technical parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I I spent a lot of time learning Metallica in in my room, and I would just play every Metallica. What's your uh, What was your favorite Metallica album? (sighs) You know, then um, I would probably say Master of Puppets. Okay, what about now? Now, that's hard to say. I, th- I think Justice. Yeah. I think Justice is probably my favorite. Just when you go back and listen to the structure of the songs, Dude. Um, it's just so damn they good. They were not fucking around, man. They no. were in the zone. Uh, totally in the zone. You know? <laughs> and, and, and I don't know what happened after that. Um, and I, I don't, I mean, I like the Black Album. Um, and I've, I've grown to really like the second half of the Load Album, like a lot. Like even the last song is one of my favorite, uh, The Outlaw Torn, one of my favorite Metallica songs of all time. Yeah, Load's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's a misunderstood album. Yeah, yeah. Re- Reload, <laughs> on the other hand, E. Yeah. I mean, the last song on that fixer is really, really good too. Um, obviously, I, well, I can't say obviously. I think St. Anger completely missed the mark. Yeah. I mean, completely. Um, uh, but I dig the new album, the newest album. I, th- I, th- I dig it. It's a little forced, but I dig it. Sure. You know, I, the recording is, leaves a lot to be desired, but I, I do like the album. Yeah, I didn't really give it too much of a, a go, you yeah. know. I, I, a lot of people say that. You know, I'm like, just give it give it a shot, you know, but it's still, it's, it's a little trite. You know? Yeah, it's, it's one of those weird things where it's like, okay, like, you, you want to go out to eat somewhere, right? And you have, there's like a McDonald's or some really awesome burger joint right next to it. It's like, I'm just going to go to the awesome place. Yeah, it's like, of course, of course. You put the catalog there. It's just, it's there. I'm going to... Yeah, I had that conversation yesterday with, with a friend of mine. Uh, I was telling him, I was like, you should probably give the new Slipknot a, a chance, you know? I was like, it's pretty pretty mad, you know? It's At times. At times. Then it's pretty stone <laughs> sour at other times. Um, it could be a good EP. If you yeah, have the jump, yeah. You know? Uh, and so I, we were listening to it. We were driving somewhere. He's like, I just, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I'm like, I understand why you can't do it. And he's like, it just sounds so fake to me, you know? And I'm like, well, it was about in 1999 and 2001 where you were, you know, it was about the timing. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot to it. There's a lot in the, on that new Slipmon album that sounds like very contrived. They're just kind of like put together. Like, just like, yeah. Like we need to make, make an album. Okay. Like we had like, <laughs> three or four songs that we had written as a band over the past like five years or whatever that are really good and flushed out and then the other half is just like okay let's just get this together then get some bullshit intro track some filler right. stuff and dude that's like that, that intro track is 
completely pointless because it builds up into nothing. The start of the second track is also another buildup. Yeah, why? Why is it even there? <laughs> I, I've ever since I listened to it twice, I've skipped it every time. Yeah, you know, um, and, and and even that that second track takes like a good almost a minute before it even starts. Yeah, it, and once it, it starts, it's like okay, we're going kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think about when I go back and listen to the, those albums, you know, from time to time, I'm like, these guys just weren't the greatest songwriters ever. You know, they just did a thing at the right time. Yeah, you know, with way too many people um yeah it's i think the songwriting eh, is okay you know there's some cool riffs and it's, it's angry but it sounds yeah. a little forced yeah you know like we have to do this uh-huh our, our contract says we have to do this yeah yeah and there's like, i i don't know i, don't I you know I don't i'm a, i'm a i like the the old slipknot stuff and i don't even mind the new stuff it's just like slipknot was probably like my biggest all-time favorite band ever at the time. At the time. It's like when it was like it was like in eighth grade and I was like I had a slipknot shirt for every day of the week. <laughs> right. You know? Right. <laughs> Just like I loved it so much and then, you know, I grew out of it. But yeah. I'd still like it's still there and like I don't I won't like I don't like to say anything bad about them. I get it. No, no. I get I, where it's you're at. About... It's also it's like as you get older it's harder to keep making music like that without it sounding contrived. Cause it's like, how angry and miserable can you be when you like have the world at your fingertips? And you can do anything, and people are still going to buy it. Yeah, and still come to see you. Yeah, it's like it's really, really hard to like keep up that rawness whenever you, uh, whenever you get that, and yeah. it sucks. It happens to a lot of bands. Yeah, it's a ton of bands. I mean, I mean, Metallica. Metallica, Slayer. I mean, yeah, all of them. You know, it, it is. It's hard. I mean, I think a lot of it has to go back to the the timing thing. You know, I mean, you think 1999. I have a lot of, of, of uh, conversations with friends about the music that came out back then. Just specific couple albums, that, like landmark albums, like the first Slipknot and um, Testaments the Gathering, which is, you know, late in their career not sure. now, but that was a huge step up for them um, as far as like com- coming back, per se. Um, and, I mean, even uh, Manson's Antichrist Superstar. Oh, yeah. Huge landmark albums. I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch more that I'm, I'm missing, but that was... A, Big point. I mean, I'm, I'm a senior in high school, 1999, and yeah. the music's like the biggest thing in my life. And those are some big albums. I think White Pony was 99. White Pony was, was really maybe. close to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A phenomenal. Or album. around the fur had been out for a couple years at that point. Yeah, and that I, album's outrageous. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and White Pony is when I first said, "All right, I like the Deftones now." Like before, it was like, I mean, I, to this day, I, I White uh, Adrenaline and Around the Fur, I like, um, but I, I think that there's those two albums could be make one big, really good album. I, I much prefer new, new Deftones to old Deftones. Sure. I think they're a band that is gracefully aged. Yeah. Uh, very well. Absolutely. Very well. I'm not a fan of Adrenaline. I like Around the Fur a lot. The funny thing though, aside from like production aesthetic, their albums, I feel like they're so out of order in the <laughs> way that they came out and like how they feel. Uh-huh. Um, it's like, I, I'm not going to get into this huge spiel now, but like, <laughs> I have this huge thing of like the way that I think the Deftones album should be ordered. It's like really bizarre. It's just to like, it's just like their evolution is really cool, Mm. but it's just like things don't make sense to me. Like white pony sounds like something that should have came out after that fourth album, which was the self-titled one. And the self-titled one seems like something that should have came out before white pony. Yeah. And then, um, Okay, I'm getting into it. We're not going to get into it. But, um, we'll do that offline. Yeah. Back on topic. Um, so how do you feel you aging as a human being? You know, you're still pretty young. You're a pretty young human. human. But you, you have a lot going on. Sure. Because you have two kids, a wife, I'm assuming a good job, and mm-hmm. extracurricular things that are involved with your kids and stuff. And how has that uh, I'm assuming that's played a pretty big part in your involvement or uninvolvement with music. Yeah, yeah, it, it really has. I mean, I've all like I said, I've always had a kid since day one when I started music. Okay. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, when we started Black Market in 2002, I think it was. Um, I I was the guy with the kid. Nobody else had kids. Nobody else was married. Um, and we were playing. You know, we were playing three days a week. Um, even before that, there was a, there was a precursor band called Sovereign, which two of us were in, and we were playing three days a week, just kind of practicing three days a week, and then we kind of split it off before Black Market. Um, 
at the time, I, I had a decent job then to a different place, but um, I was still working full time. My wife was working um, and, and we were still playing, practicing twice a week and playing on the weekends, sometimes twice a week playing out shows um, for a couple of years. You know, we were to the point where we were playing three days a week out. Um, oh, wow. Sometimes here, sometimes, you know, whether it's Cleveland or Detroit or wherever. And we were yeah. traveling around, getting lots of interest, lots of um, lots of fans and stuff. It, it was interesting. I mean, I, I, I took a huge interest in the promotion side of things and, like, kind of the the marketing piece. And that was, yeah. that was like, MySpace age, you know? So yeah. it was, like, just the beginning of social networking with it fans. Was, it, was a, it was a lot. It was a lot. People were still paying attention. Right. Right. It wasn't so saturated. Yeah. You know, so there was still room to say, you know, we can be the guys, you know, and, and, it, and it worked. I mean, we were doing really, really well, um, but it, it did start to get more difficult, you know, as as my son got older, um, as my job got more involved, um, as everybody else started getting relationships and stuff like that. It got more difficult. But um, my wife, the, the saint that she is, never, ever gave me a hard time about the band ever, ever, yeah. ever. Um, always supportive. My actually, even at the time, my parents were super supportive. Like I remember our first merch run, my dad paid for the first merch run. That's awesome. Know? And um, he, uh, like the third merch run, he was like, "Oh, you want me to front you for this?" I was like, "No, we we got it." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, you know," he was kind of like, disappointed, you know. So I started making him like special shirts every time because my parents, especially my dad, he he came to like every show. I mean, even when we would play like Latrobe and stuff like that, my parents would come out to shows. That's really cool. Um, it, they're, my parents are great. I mean, I, I am super good friends with my parents to this point. Um, I'm sure a lot of my friends can attest to how cool my parents are and seeing what shows. Like my dad, at one point, I'll never forget this. Um, when I used to come home from shows when I was a kid, I'd be all beat up from being in the pit, you know. And he'd, you're an idiot. What are you doing? You know, <laughs> yeah. Black eye or be bleeding or something. Sure. Be limping. And then uh, we we're playing a show at the place called the Prana Gallery down in the Strip, and um, we're playing, and I see this big dude in the pit. I'm like. Is that my dad? Is that, is, that, is that my old man in the pit? And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. You know, and the show's over. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, I get it now. Like, I totally get it. Like, it's totally a feeling. And I'm like, wow, my dad doesn't have feelings. You know, and it was it was a cool moment. But like, it's like you're saying back to the evolution of, of, of me and, and, and music. It's it's always been so important to me um, to, to keep music as, as a part of, of my being that um I always, 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 always did it. Even when, you know, black market would like kind of go on hiatus for a while, but for, for various reasons, I'd find another thing. Like my, uh, my drummer, Jeff moved away to South Carolina f five years ago. So we were like, all right, we're not going to play anymore. We're just not gonna play anymore. We're gonna stop. And so he was like, well, I'm still going to come up Christmas and still going to come up in the, in the summer and let's play shows. I'm like, all right, fine. Twice here. That, that's rad. Let's do that. So we did that. Um, and I was well. I need something more full time, and at the same time, I met um, Basic Sickness. Yeah. Okay. You know, and that's where that came from. Okay. You know, I met him at a show, um, and he was like, "Hey, I know who you are. I know, I know, you know your sister. I know who your band is. You know, I'm looking to put together a band, like an actual band, for for my thing. I'd never even heard a lick of what he had done, so I had no idea if he was like gangster rapper extraordinaire. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if he was like you know paint my face up. I had no clue. I knew sure. the name, and that was it. Um, so I just packed up my gear one day, my guitar, and went to his house. Cause he asked me to play guitar. Yeah. And I packed up my gear, went to his house, and um, he should be playing me some stuff. I'm like, all right, that's cool. It's, you know, send me away with some some music, and I'll learn it. And um, his his producer slash drummer Joe is the guy who wrote everything. Yeah. So I could very easily say, hey, what what is this? And we start playing shows in no time. I mean, I, I grabbed my bass player from Black Market, Mark, and we just start playing shows. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was we did that for a couple years. You know. Um, we, we stopped for no good reason just because everybody's busy. Sure. You know, but then as soon as I stopped with that, I found Invader. Yeah. You know, the Invader thing happened, um, and they were looking for a vocalist. And so I joined up with Invader for like a year and a half. Um, and that was awesome because that was like such a different world for me, you know, going into this, this band that's like, we're metal, but we're punk. You yeah. Know? And like, I, I was, I liked punk, but I was never into punk. What about, uh, hip hop? I, Hip hop's such a funny thing for me, and everybody will hate on me for this, but I never got into any sort of hip hop until I heard Insane Clown Posse. Okay. Never. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I mean, everybody knew like the the stuff that you hear on MTV and stuff like that. But as soon as I heard ICP, I'm like, well, this is kind of like rock ish. Is it? 
is, it has a rock attitude. Is it, is it angsty? Like I, it was. Yeah. It was different. You know what I mean? It wasn't gangster rap, which sure. is what you'd see and hear. It wasn't gangster rap, and it wasn't club music, but they were still rapping, and it was about murdering and blood and blood. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I like that." <laughs> yeah. You know, and there is such obviously there's a stigma that comes with it, but there's such a, a a backlog of stuff that those guys have done um, that I learned from and applied it to 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 this scene to my scene. Okay. That like from the marketing from the marketing yeah. standpoint. Oh yeah. You know, and I mean, just from the way that you would approach shows and the way you book shows, like. Uh, the show that I have coming up, I, I booked a punk band, a hip hop act, and a metal act. You know, and people are like, "Why are you doing that?" I'm like, "Well, listen, I love metal as much as the next guy, but I don't want to sit through four metal bands for five hours." Yeah. Book different kinds of bands. You get different kinds of people there, and there's always crosstalk. That's one thing that I think you know, going over to hip hop for me for a while, um, really said, "All right, I like both stuff, both things. Other people like both things. Let's get this all mixed together." And, you know, some people hate the idea. Some people love the idea. But it, it just, I, I love I bringing different aspects of things together like that to create a different scene, you know. Um, and, you know, hip-hop for me transformed into, all right, you know, there's more than you know, St. Clown Posse, obviously. But, sure. You know, like uh, Jedi Mind Tricks, Vinnie Paz. Um, I mean, stuff like that, like the really awesome underground hip-hop stuff. I, I love that. And Tech Nine. Like, yeah. Ugh, Tech Nine's a master. That dude rules sure um but it's i'm not really that into hip-hop anymore yeah you know just probably because i don't know what to listen to yeah you know that's just what it is yeah i mean it's hard to find time to i barely listen to (laughs) hip-hop and you know i tell that to some people and they're like why and it's just like i didn't grow up listening to Mm hip-hop i started making kind of hip-hop music accidentally and i stay there's some artists i like there's stuff I can put, pick out artists in any different genre of music and be like, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. There is a, a good bit of hip hop that I like, but I don't listen to it much because I don't like uh, outside. Like, like I don't like if I listen to hip hop, I don't want to make hip hop that sounds like the stuff that I listen to. Right. right. So it's like I'm just always <laughs> trying to apply my influences into this weird thing that I'm making because yeah. by not listening to hip hop. So. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 I think that makes perfect sense. I mean, you want to create your own thing. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be, uh, I mean, you want to be influenced, but you don't want to be copying accidentally. Yeah. You know? That's the thing. I always want to like dig deeper into like the underground scene and like feel like I need to find other artists that are doing things that are similar to what I'm doing mm-hmm. because I feel like what I'm doing is pretty unique, but I'm not arrogant enough to think that I'm the only person in the world that's making music like this. Uh-huh. I just haven't gone and found them. But I'm afraid that if I dig in down that, ugh, go into that wormhole, I'm going to start to find things and then be influenced by it. And it's going to affect my sound rather than just like, just sticking with it and just doing what I know and not trying to like dig in there yeah. and see what else is out there. Could be good. It could be good. Could, could be, be bad. Good. You, know, you, know? you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and it makes sense. I, I don't have any idea. <laughs> I have no idea at all. But, um, so where you're at now with, uh, music, I know you guys are going to be playing the show. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about after that? It's a good question. It's it's a really good question. I mean, I've given a lot of thought to that, you know, like I, I could sit in my basement and I could make music. I could, um, actually I, I recorded some acoustic stuff recently. That's kind of just like rock just rock music you know and then i started like messing with music and kind of like patenting it up and getting rid of the guitars and just doing all vocal tracks that sound like sounds you know effects just with my voice okay so i've been messing around with that when i have time which i don't have um so i have a couple tracks that i recorded like that which is kind of interesting um i don't really know where i'm going with that but it was cool i I thought it was cool it's something just to like uh do just to have and stay on top of things yeah, yeah. Sketching I'm, almost. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I've had some ideas um, with a couple of folks that we were supposed to get together and maybe start, uh, you know, like a, just some sort of a rock project. Because what I don't want to do is start another band that sounds like every other fucking band in Pittsburgh. Because every band in Pittsburgh sounds like a doom metal band or a death metal band, um, from at least from the metal side. Uh, sure. And, and that is... I mean, that's fine, but it's the saturation point again. 
you know, I want to do something weird. I want to do something different. Like my, the stuff that I listen to mostly is weird stuff. Like just like dog fashion disco, polka dot cadaver. Um, uh, what was that band that, that uh, I told you about? Um, <laughs> exotic animal petting zoo. Exotic animal petting zoo. Uh, between the buried and me, like, like just things are off the wall, you know, and I want to do something like that, but that's not like something you can just walk into a room and say, all right, guys, let's yeah. make this music. Like yeah. keyboard guy and horn guy. Like <laughs> that's a lot of time involved in that, you know? Absolutely. And, but that's what like I love the most. Like I'm sure. frankly, I'm sick of screaming. Like I'm just done with it. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, I'll do my once a year show and I love to scream. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's my, my background, but yeah. I want to do something different. You know, I want to do something that's just a little more melodic and, and fun. You know, but I don't know what that is yet. Yeah. yeah. I'm not real sure. Could be anything. So, I mean, yeah, you guys, it's really important to demo stuff out. Even if it's stuff that nobody else in the world hears, it's really good to keep your ideas fresh. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have a ton of stuff that I do that nobody will ever fucking hear. <laughs> yeah. And it's not because it's bad or anything. It's just like, eh. It's more like just like personal exercises. And maybe like, there's stuff um, on the new Sykes album now that's like, from almost four years ago that I just never used just like these ideas that have been evolving and evolving, evolving. And now it's like, well, okay, I guess I could use this now. Yeah. yeah. So, but just, it's really important to keep doing something rather than just completely leaving it behind, which I don't think you're going to do. No, no. I mean, it's, it's definitely not, I'm definitely not leaving it behind. It's, it's such a huge part of, of my soul. Music is, I mean, and there's always gonna be something I'm going to be doing, whether it's just one show a year or, you know, filling in on bass for, for one of my friend's bands. Like, I did that with uh, Under Everything a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Um, and those are those are great dudes. Those are a great band, too. Um, but I'll be doing something. And it's going to have to be sooner than later because I'm going to lose my marbles if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. So, so um, outside of music, do you have any other hobbies? Yeah. I mean, I, I do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of camping. I do a lot of fishing, hiking, stuff like that. I mean, fishing's kind of been, like, my new Did you grow passion. up on that shit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But like, the fishing has been awesome for me. Um, it's given me a lot of time, to, like, by myself to to think about just everything. Yeah, off um, the grid. Off the grid is huge because I spend a lot of time with work, and even when I'm not at work, I spend a lot of time in my head at work. Yeah. Um. So it, it's hard to to disconnect, and so when I do, when I get to go out in the middle of the woods and hear nothing, and fish, and whether I catch something or not, it doesn't matter. Sure. Like that's huge for me. You know, like, so I'll go out and camp, fish, ride quads, and stuff like that. That is a huge part of what I do when I have the time. Yeah, okay, you so know? you grew up around all that stuff. You grew up in Pittsburgh or around Pittsburgh? Yeah, I grew up in the South Hills. Okay. Um, I was very young. I grew up in Mount Washington, and we moved to the South Hills cool. um, uh, in Baldwin. But um, we camped forever. Um, and we, like, I guess more recently got into the quads and stuff maybe about five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. Uh, and that's fun. Dangerous, but fun. Um, so we all, we all do that. The whole family does that stuff. Um, but I mean, besides that, I, I, I ride BMX from time to time and now my younger son's getting into that. So that's, that's fun. Um, yeah. I'm doing that quite a bit. Um, but it's like, you know, between home ownership and, and children, it's like, <laughs> how many hobbies can I have? You yeah. Know, it, it's tough. Totally. But, so, you know, I, but you I, seem like you're like a really well adjusted adult. I, I try. Do you have brothers or sisters? I have one sister. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have one sister. She's a couple years. She's five years younger than I am, um, and she's doing real well. She she's uh, she's actually about to have a baby, um, so that's awesome. So, so I'm gonna be an uncle. I was I actually I've had this conversation or tried to with people before, where it's like, do you think where you're at now? Because or your parents are still together. I'm yeah. guessing, right? Yeah. Do you think uh, like the stability it seems that you have in your life is a result of like how you were brought up? in a family that was like together and everything was like cool. Like you didn't like, cause like me, it's like, I feel like when I was like 16, 17, I was just going through like a string of like shitty relationships, not knowing how to connect to people, like not talking to my mom and stuff like that. I would never imagine like stepping into a situation with like a girl that had a kid and being like, Oh yeah, this is cool. Like family stuff just really freaks me out. And it always has, but my family situation was always like, just bad, uh, right. you yeah. know, but it's so, but it's like, you know, hearing like a story like you have, and then it seems like it makes sense to me because like your parents are still together and you have a sister. Like I was an only kid and my parents divorced when I was like three, 
you know? And it's like, and then like my grandparents practically raised me. Hmm. So it's like different situations, but I wonder how, uh, how much of that is a result of how growing up in that environment and not seeing like the bad, maybe there was some bad, I don't know. There's, there's always bad, bad but not bad like with big quotes around it. But no, I think it's a, I mean, it's, it's a huge result of, of the way that, that, yeah. I, that I grew up and was raised. I mean, it's the stability that I had when I was a kid um, was, was amazing. I mean, sure. I, I had an amazing upbringing. I'm very, very fortunate um, with the things and the people that were around me. Um, and I think that the way that my life now is is a direct result of that, you know. Yeah. Um, to me, that family is, is, is incredibly important. You know, stability is incredibly important for, for upbringing uh, of youth of any kind, you know. Um, it, it's, it's tough, you know, when you find yourself doing things like that you're like, you know, I'm dealing with a teenager, you know, and he's the best, yeah. but I'm dealing with teenager bullshit. Uh, it's going to get worse, probably. Oh, my God, you have no idea. You have no <laughs> idea. Um, I can tell you stories for days, but um, it's it's great, it's rewarding, and it's, it's absolutely a direct um, result of the way that I was raised. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think you hear a lot of people saying, like, oh, like, I can't imagine, like, getting married at, like, you know, 20 or being with the same person you know, like that I was dating in high school and it exists. It's rare, but you hear people that say like, I couldn't imagine that. And yeah. I think that whenever I get in those conversations, I think it's like those people that are in those relationships probably come from good families that have their shit together, mm -hmm. you know? So it, for some reason it just gels. The idea makes more sense. Well, yeah, it seems, you know, a lot of people that, that come from like a, a difficult upbringing or a broken home or whatever you want to call it, you know, they're, they've had to live this like, underneath this shield forever so like getting you know breaking out of that shield or somebody else breaking into that shield is very very difficult yeah yeah you know and a lot of times that that makes people not like that person because they think they're being an asshole or something but it's that's not it I mean, like it can be but it's also yeah it, it's 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 subjective of course but um there's a lot of walls people put up you yeah know? and to get through that and to get somebody's trust um that's a huge you know a huge thing that and i think that like again like having the walls built and also not having any idea of how to like break those walls down and build the walls of a family mm -hmm. because like, you don't have any guidelines to go off of you know it's, it's yeah. like where you know there was no uh good example set you know for like i can only speak from personal experience Granted, I've got my shit together over some time. I mean, I'm not getting married or anything anytime soon. But, you know, I understand how I've turned this negative situation into a positive thing. Mm -hmm. And I think about it a lot, especially around the holidays sure. that's coming up, sure. you know, because it's like I don't have any brothers or sisters. Like I said, don't talk to my family. And it's the holidays always get weird. So, you know, it's like, oh, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. I'm like hanging out by myself same, at my house. Same thing I always do. Yeah. And then, you know, like. <laughs> And then you get those people that are like, oh, well, why don't you come over? And it's like, that's a really nice gesture, but I always feel so awkward yeah. around other families, you know? It's just like, I've, I mean, I could function. I'm not going to like have a panic attack or be an <laughs> asshole to everybody, but still like internally, it's very uncomfortable yeah. to deal with. Yeah. But um, you don't got to worry about that. And it's just, it's cool to see that it's possible for people to still, Jesus Christ. Sorry <laughs> for right, for anybody. Right. Sorry to you that you know we're playing the show tonight and there's like a million people getting a hold of me. Yeah, it's that, that's been known to happen from time to time. So day, you know, day of show that's always one of those things. Yeah, it's like, yeah. why is everybody gotta talk to me? It's not even at my house. Get a hold of Colt or something. <laughs> okay, I'll cut that out. But anyways, um, okay, so family, everything's good. Things are good. Your kid's 15 now. Is your kid into metal? Yeah, you know, he's um, he's definitely into metal. I mean, he's not, like, super-duper into music the way that, that, that you and I are. And, and that's it's crazy because that's, like, that was an adjustment for me because he's such a different person than I am. And he's great, but he's such a different person. Like, I'm, like, listen to this album. And he's, like, well, I like a couple songs. And I'll put those songs in my album. No, there's no songs. There's albums. You listen to <laughs> albums and you listen to them front to back and that's how they go. No, I like these songs. You know, and he likes. Well, that's that's an attention span thing. Well, a lot of people have to deal with that now. Yeah, I don't think he's got a problem with that. I mean, he's really, really good with that. But it's, he's not passionate about okay. other people's music. He's passionate about playing in marching band, and he's passionate about playing drums, which is great. Um, but you know, he's into Maiden, he's into uh, Slipknot, Metallica, that kind of stuff. Um, 
but he's, you know, at the point, it's like, what do I like? You know, I'm 15, I'm in high school, my friends like this, they like that, what do I like? That's a weird transition. It, it really is, and it, it shows, Just, Yeah. you know, but he's, he's always been into metal, you know, he really has. I mean, obviously, like, I kind of push your it. fault. It's my fault, <laughs> I kind of push it on him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but he's definitely into it. Um, the, the little ones, he, he, he seems to really latch onto music, too, and he's seven. Um, he seems to latch onto a lot of um, vocals. He, he, he likes to sing, and he likes... To listen to select tenacious d songs that i let him listen to <laughs> um, select i i okay i, I say that very so you're not like the uh you're not the parent that's like letting your kids watch the r-rated movies oh, no. or anything no 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 i mean now that the, the older one's 15 like certain ones absolutely you know like he knows it he knows he knows, he knows what's going on you know yeah. and I, i'd be naive he's in public he, school right he, right he's <laughs> in public school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but no I'm, I'm not i'm not one of those parents that are gonna let my kid you know my seven-year-old play call of duty and, and sure. stuff like that you know it's just not gonna happen um it's just that's not how, how things should in my opinion should be yeah um but yeah i mean music is it's my household it's always music all the time um it's just that's how we live yeah, yeah. that stuff is Really weird now. I like. I think sometimes it, it's really crazy all of the stuff that kids are exposed to now. But then I think about the shit that I was exposed to when I was 15, and it was still pretty bad. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's really much worse than it was then. It's just a little bit more accessible. That, that was, it's like it's in your pocket. It's in your pocket. Like That's, you know, that's kind of the problem. When we were 15 and, and 14 and 16, and, you know, everybody was a teenager, and you want to see, you know, naked girl oh yeah jenny mccarthy right you'd have to go out into the <laughs> woods and you'd have to find the one kid that has the magazine and it would be like a day oh now sure. it's like now it's in my pocket anytime I. Or, or like i had like you'd like maybe had like one friend that had internet right and you could like go and like try to like find the pictures that was, it. that was yeah. it yeah now it's like immediate you know satisfaction immediate results you know i know everything all the time um which i think is bad but we're not going to stop it like no. There's there's no stopping it now. You no, know, you just have to find other ways to, to to adjust to that those scenarios, which which are difficult. Yeah, I think that you just need to like I don't know. I guess in a situation like that, have you had the sock sex talk with your kid yet? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, very very recently. Yeah, I think know? that like you need to do that shit earlier now because it's it's they're gonna come into contact with it so much earlier. Yeah, you know I'm, what I mean. Like I came into contact with that shit when I was like eleven. Yeah, just unintentionally, but it happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that it's nothing's changed now. No, no, we 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 talked. I mean, previously, I mean, he's 15. We definitely talked earlier, you know, because like you said, things are happening way earlier. So I definitely talked to him, and, and we have pretty open and honest communication in our house, which is really good. Yeah. Um, and we have kind of the policy where like, hey, if I ask you for your phone, just hand it to me. Don't mess with it first. Um, and he does that. Oh, we, really? Yeah, we don't have a problem with that. Um, I, I mean, I. Haven't you haven't had any like issues with with him though no i mean nothing bad it just seems like a no he's a good kid yeah he's, that's a, good good. Kid. he's like a straight a student you know that's cool, cool. is he dating you got a girlfriend he's on a date right now he's not calling no shit he's like, he's like he, dude, he went on his first okay so they went to kennywood like tonight uh, last weekend okay his, his friend who's a girl that's not a date they went with two other people and they're the same people this this weekend but it's still not a date Okay. Right. So we're it's... not calling it a date. Okay. But you know, mom picked him up. Is he like embarrassed about it? Or yeah, is he... totally, totally, <laughs> totally embarrassed about it. You know what I mean? This is not a date. It's not a date at all. Yeah. And I read his text messages. I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> all right. I got you. Well, it's not a date. I won't tell mom. <laughs> <laughs> How's uh, your wife with all this stuff? She takes it in stride. You know, she got... she, she's good. She has like three children to take care of pretty much yeah. pretty much at all times three boys to take care of i mean yeah. she like i said she's a saint you know and, and she's she works a lot too um so it, it's tough you know but we split the duties as far as i can tell without her being in the room to yell at me about that sure um but no she she takes it all pretty well she um also has a great relationship with with both of our kids and, and me and so we we trudge along. She's into the metal stuff too. Not as much. Oh yeah. You know, not so much. I mean, was she when you were younger? Like when you was, met? She was. She was more into it back then. Uh, we would go to a lot more shows back then. Sure. Um, you know, she doesn't really go to shows anymore. Well, she's tired. She's she's well. <laughs> yeah. She's beat all the time. You know, and, and God bless her. But we don't get out to a lot of shows together. You know, I, I go to shows and and she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it comes. You she, ever take your kid to any shows? Yeah, I've taken um. Brendan, the older one, to a bunch of shows. Now, his first show was Mayhem Festival, I think like 
four years ago when Slipknot played. Okay. And so we got like pavilion seats and like Slipknot was his favorite band. And cool. Listening to like Disturbed and stuff and Dragon Force. He loved Dragon Force. Yeah. They were all playing. So that was his first experience. And he was like, oh my God, is every show like this? I'm like, <laughs> no. no, not so much, you know? And, and I, yeah. I take him to a couple other, we went to see uh, Power Glove. Um, they're like the video game yeah, metal yeah, yeah. band. Um, they played, I took him to a black market show and then, Jeez, I can't remember a couple, a couple other ones, you know. Cool. But yeah, he's been to a couple shows with me. Yeah, it's and, that, and that's fun. Like that's definitely a fun time. It's it's different though because you got to be dad the whole time. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it is. It and is you different. probably like see people that you know, and they they might not necessarily. They don't have, know what to do. A lot yeah, of them don't know what to do. I mean, because uh, you know they probably be like, hey, fucking asshole. No, and that's, that's exactly like, it. Yeah. yeah. And and Oh fucking sorry, little dude. Like, yeah. like, stuff like that. Like, All right, thanks for your consideration. Yeah. You know, and, and it's those dudes that you see at the shows only, like not friends that come to the house, yeah. but like, like the guys, the yeah. dr- the drunk guy at the show. Yeah, you know, who's a great dude, but you don't exactly want to be around your kid when he's hammered. You know. So yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, <laughs> I can't even fucking imagine that. No, it's it's you gotta you gotta flip your entire brain upside down when you do something like that. You yeah, know? you really have to. You know because. You know, I can be that guy. <laughs> you know, I can be I can be the other guy at the show. You sure. know what I mean? Very, very easily. Um, but yeah, you got to flip your whole brain when it comes to that stuff. But it's yeah. cool. I, I love it. I love it. I love that I have the ability to do that with my kid and enjoy these things with him. No, that, that's it, really, really cool. That's really, really cool. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's going to be really weird because like, he's in this age now where it's like, he's going to be 18 in three years. Yeah. Out of high school. Three years. Three. That's it. Dude, that's going to fly. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have any idea like what he wants to do or does he, I guess you're still figuring all this shit out. We're still figuring it out. I mean, I I think he's going to end up going, going into like, um, engineering and CAD design. Cool. I think that's, he's something he's really latched onto at school. Believe it or not, that's a required class was like an engineering and CAD class. Weird. In middle school. Huh. uh, Which is amazing for a public school system. Yeah. Um, but he really latched onto it and, uh, he's really good at it and good at math. So. I'm gonna persuade him to go that way. Sure. Um, uh, what if What if he turns 16? He's like, I want a guitar. He, he has a guitar. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> that he doesn't play. That's true. Um, and he's a lefty, so I could like mirror image teach him. He just he just doesn't do it, which is fine. One day he'll pick it up, and one day he'll be into it, and that's cool. I'll wait for that day. Yeah. You know, um, I'll support whatever he does. You know, if he wants to be a freaking pro wrestler, I'll support it. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> to, to you know, to a point. Um, Whatever, whatever he wants to do. You know, he told me once that he wants to get accepted to CMU, deny it, and go to Pitt. And I was like, that's a good aspiration. Okay. I'm not paying for CMU. <laughs> you better get that no, you, uh, I think, scholarship. I think, yeah, you go to scholarships. I don't think people just pay to go to yeah, CMU. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't happen. So, Dude, yeah. it's fucking ridiculous how expensive college is, man. Yeah, it's it's a it's a business. It's, a it's whack disgusting. Business, man. It, it's, it's as bad as the insurance industry. It really is. It's a scam. It's a scam. I mean, it's... I mean, I remember when I went, it was like, oh, we have 99% placement rates and jobs and blah, 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 blah. I'll tell you the people that I came out of school with and what jobs they have. Yeah. 99% of them are not in the field. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What did you go to school for? I went to school for IT for, for computer Okay. That's what, that's what you're doing that's now, what I do. right? Yeah. I run an IT business. Okay. Um, but I didn't learn anything in school. Sure. I, I learned nothing. It was a two-year trade school. I learned, I didn't learn. Okay. So you run the business. So you do something that you started? No, no, I didn't start it. I, I but you... Worked your way up. Worked my way over, up. I guess. Took, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I've, I've got a great team of people who've been there for a long time. Um, and, I, and I've got like a partnership with one of the other guys who are there. And then the primary owner. And we kind of run the show. Cool. Um, it's, it's great. How long have you been doing that? Start my 10th year in April. Okay. It's coming up April. So we've got my 10th year there. Wow. Um, it's great. It's really, That's really good. Sounds secure. It is. It is. Yeah. It's, it, and we're growing. It's great. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good thing to have knowledge in. It is. Know? It is. Technologies. You know changing every week there's something yeah, new and that's a struggle happening that's a struggle in itself trying to you know always have the, the answers to the questions you know when you have a couple hundred customers okay and, so and like what kind of stuff do you is it all like computer stuff or is it like any type of device um yes <laughs> i mean <laughs> so i guess everything's kind of a computer it, it now it really is i mean it, it's it's kind of a, we're a consulting company you know so we run other people's it for them okay um but, but you know i could get a question one day about you know, what do I do when, when my kid starts doing this on his phone? Like, just because I know you. Or, and then it could be, what do I do for to move my company to the cloud? Like, it, it's anything and everything in all aspects of, of business and Weird. IT. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's gotten broader, more broad. 
Uh, it's gotten broader over, over the past couple of years because things change so quickly. Yeah. Um, so trying to keep yourself in the know to be able to answer those questions. Why should I get the new iOS update? Why do I need the new phone? I'm like, well, I'm not an Apple guy. So first of all, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, yeah. but, but I have to have the answer. You know, yeah. or I have to have somebody that has. Or else effort. somebody's not going to take you seriously. We have to be the best. Yeah. You know, and and that's it's 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 a challenge, um, but it's great. I, I I enjoy what I do. What was what you were doing? I guess I mean you probably weren't in the position at your job that you are now. Ten years ago, obviously. No. But was the job a lot simpler then? Like, has it gotten more complicated as technology has evolved, or are you just growing with it? Um, complicated is. It's not the right word. I mean, yes, but it's not. Or just the... technical. It's gotten more technical. Well, the, I, the IT has gotten more T. Well, it's gotten it's, it's gotten more accessible. Okay. Okay. So let me take you back 10 years. You know, not everybody had a smartphone oh, 10 yeah. years ago, right? Um, only one person in my office had email on his phone, right? So I remember saying, I'll never have email on my phone. What do I need to be emailing from home at night for? Well, now it's like every other, every customer now has that. So they're all emailing from their phone connected 24 7 so we have to be connected 24 7 and it's it's a challenge to balance work and life now a lot more than it was back then you know it's really really difficult so it's like do i change my contracts to say we don't do this no obviously not do i pay my people more do i pay so it's it's the the world has changed you know it's not just the technology i mean technology pushes that way yeah but the ideals of business and when you should be working which is always now has changed uh, very, very, very rapidly. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's, I think it's, I don't think it's going to get any more because there aren't any more hours in the day, but it's, this is the new norm. The new norm is all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, and that's it's, tough. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, where I work, I'll be handling some online sales and like somebody will shoot our web store an order on like Saturday and then like three hours later, you'll see a message like, I didn't get any info on my order. Where is it? What's going on? It's like, dude, it's the weekend. Yeah, like, nobody's not, in the office. Yeah, not everybody can have a process automation system that yeah. does 12 things as soon as an email comes along. You know, we're just five guys working in a warehouse. You know, Exactly. You know, that's, you know, I know where you work. <laughs> uh, but it's like, not everybody is Apple. Not everybody is Amazon. You know, so you can't have that immediate um, response time all the time. Um there was a word that I was using the other day was was it immediate justification or immediate um, something like that but it's that's it goes back to that that conversation we had about you know everything's accessible all the time I want answers right now it goes for business too people want answers right now all the time yeah you know and then you got to be the best you have to have the answers <laughs> right now and that's a challenge yeah a so challenge. what do you how do you keep up with all of it hourly rates go up <laughs> no, um, it, it, no, it's it's you just learn and, and, and you read and you read and you read and you read and you test and you bounce ideas off of other people. So your job never leaves you. Kind of like never, what you're saying. Yeah, it, it really does. You know, it really never leaves. I mean, it, I've I've cut things out of my life because of that. Like I don't do side work for friends anymore. Like, hey, can you fix my laptop? No. Yeah. No, I will not. Like, I'm sorry, I won't. Sure. For family. Maybe, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I just, when I'm done working, the last thing I want to do is look at a computer, Yeah. you know, and it's not that even I do a lot of hands-on tech work. Um, it's just like, I need my time, you know, I need time to just disconnect Yeah. and that's hard to come by. Like I have to force myself, put the phone over there and stop checking email. That's like whenever I had this grand idea some years ago that I was going to quit my jobs and I was just going to record people and make money doing that. That seems like, okay, good idea, right? So I was doing it, and it was working, and it was fine. But the problem is, you know, I'm recording like a six-hour session, and then after I'm done with that, okay, it's like, well, I'm not working anymore. So what am I going to do? I want to work on music. And then I look at the stuff, and I'm like, holy shit, I don't want to work. I don't want to work on I've been I've been sitting here all day. I yeah. don't want to do this anymore. And then eventually it just got bad enough that I was like, I can't do this. I love doing this for like a job in quotation marks. Yeah. But what my, my, uh, my passion and my music is more important than anything else. Yeah. And it's like, I'm only hurting it by doing this. So it's like, you need to have the, that kind of separation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And now, and now it's like, if people were like, Hey, 
just friends like, hey, can you record something for me or like help me out with something? It's just like, no, I don't, I don't have the time. I don't want to, it's like, that's time I need to be working on my own stuff. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And, 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 you know, my passion is is my family, you know, so that's why I say, no, that's time. I need to be working on my stuff, which is spending time with, with my plant, my family, you know? Um, so that I understand exactly where you're coming from, you know? And I, and I, when you're like working on like producing, you yeah, know, engineering, you know, music, you get lost. You go down the rabbit hole. You know, you want to make something sound good. You get lost for hours. Yeah. You know, next thing you know, it's three in the morning. And you've been working on it since ten a.m. Yeah. And you're like, I lost today. Yeah. And the next day, you're out of focus. I miss. I miss that. <laughs> that used to be a lot more possible to do when I didn't have like people messaging me on a phone all the time and fucking like Facebook shit popping up and just yeah. like my general distractions just from other things. It's so hard for me. It's like if I can like find two hours to sit down and work on something that's great you know 10 years ago i would just fucking like rush home from work sit down be lost like that's it you know like and it that's it's gone now Yeah, you don't get a lot of that there's there's so many distractions yeah you know you you have to force yourself to be not distracted yeah leave the phone turn turn the internet off my brain is always just going too it's like i can't even sit down to watch a movie anymore and i used to love watching movies you're a movie guy, right? I am. I am. And it's same thing. Like, I'll sit on the couch and I'll be like, what was I watching today? Um, or a couple of days ago. Event Horizon. Yeah. And I'm like, one of my favorite horror movies. And I'm like, I can't even focus on this. I've got so much going on in my head. Like, just scheduling what we need to do. You know, it's like, this day needs to happen. Then before this happens, before the next day happens. Oh, guess what? Saturday and then Sunday. It's just, I'm, I've, I've missed half the movie. Yeah. You know? Um, so, it's hard. It's super hard. Yeah. Never, never turning off. Yeah. Another thing that really kills me too, is like, I, you never, when you never have enough time for everything, it's like, you're always letting down somebody somewhere. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And it's like a constant like set of like, Oh, somebody like, (laughs) um, I need to like choose between these actions and no matter what, somebody's going to be like salty about it or someone's going to be upset. Sure. It's just a matter of spreading yourself too thin. Yeah. You know, taking on too many things. Um, happens all the time that, to me all the time yeah <laughs> I, I miss something or i forget something or i just can't do something that i said i was going to do um just because there's not enough time or i don't have enough energy um that's a challenge how often do you sleep do you do like the eight hours or are you on a well I mean, up until up until about three months ago i wouldn't get to sleep until 12 12 30 every night you know and i wake up usually around seven uh six thirty seven o'clock but more recently it's like I'm in bed before 10 every night, which I hate. I hate it because by the time I get everybody else to where they need to be, you know, well, the two kids get to bed or whatever, yeah. you know, the older ones to stay up till 11. Oh, yeah. Like, that's mine. That was my time. Like, I would video game or I would plan for something for work or I would play music. Like, now I'm just like, well, I'm going to go to sleep, you know? And I'm like, no games, you know, no movies. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I'm trying to get that in there because I need my time. You know, and my wife and I need our time. You yeah, know? that's so, true. So the DVR is way backed up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, way backed up. But yeah, it's I, I, I make sure I get my sleep. Um, but I like to have a good time. Like the weekends are like, I'm like definitely like weekend warrior. You know, like I'll be out. Like, <laughs> dude, we're, we're doing stuff all day long. Like, dude, I, I slept over at the Heinz History Center last night with my entire crew of Cub Scouts. Really? But yeah, overnight, which was awesome, by the way. Go, okay. Go to the Heinz History Center. It's rad. Um, slept over there, went to the Veterans Day Parade, because my older son was playing drums at the Veterans Day Parade, you know, and then I had time at home. So now we're doing this, which is awesome, by the way, thank you. <laughs> uh, and then the show, yeah. which is going to be awesome. Yeah. You know, and then I'm going to wake up early and go ride with my son. So, like, I'm definitely doing the weekend warrior thing. Like, I, I love my weekends. Like, I make my weekends worth it all yeah. the time. I'm always doing something. You know, I rarely have a lazy week, lazy Sunday, as they say. Yeah. Rarely. Yeah, I it's don't. A waste, it's a waste of time for me. No. There's too much to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, like, a lazy Sunday for me is, like, I don't know. I might go to, like, a coffee shop with my laptop, uh-huh. get, like, a nice drink, and then I'm just, like, plugging away on, like, emails or, like, working on a beat or I'm doing something, but it's, like, I'm just sitting in one spot, but doing a lot on the computer. Yeah. And try to, like, get a lot of that stuff done at once. Because I hate, like, trying to keep up with people on my phone. And I don't know. It's, just, 
it's like, you know, I work until, you know, six every day. I usually get home around seven and then, you know, I don't know. I try to go to bed by midnight, but that doesn't always happen. Yeah. Actually, it pretty much never happens. <laughs> but so it's like, there's such a limited time frame and it's like, well, if I'm going to like eat dinner and shower maybe and do this, hang maybe. out with my girlfriend, band practice, it's like, it's never, it's never time. Yeah. There's yeah. like just enough time for everything. Yeah, it's all Which hard. is like good, but then it sometimes drives you a little bit crazy after a while. It does. I mean, because you keep adding stuff. You never take anything away. You keep adding stuff. Like I just, yeah. you know, now that we're getting ready for the show, I start, you know, so we're practicing once a week now. Um, so every Sunday we're practicing for a couple of hours. Yeah, and you're trying to squeeze that in. Trying to squeeze that in. You yeah. Know? And it's practice isn't necessarily fun for this show because we don't have a drummer. Okay. So we have drum tracks. You know, all of the songs we have recorded drum tracks. Is I, that what you're going to do for the show? No, the drummer's coming up. He's okay. coming. He's coming. For, yeah, he's absolutely coming for the show. So he practices down there. We practice here. Where does the drummer live? He lives in Carolina, South ah, Carolina. Ah, okay. So he, lives, he lives on the beach. Um, That's nice. Yeah, it's awesome for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so he he has a band down there. Um, he just he just plays in a cover band, like a rock and metal cover band down there. And um, you know, we, I say we, but one of the guys up here has a band. Um, Wayne has uh, under everything he plays in. And Kevin and Mark and I, we don't really do a whole lot of anything musically anymore. So we get together and play to these drum tracks that we've had for five years. So it's like, we practice. How's last, that? Is it? You know, we practiced for the first time last Sunday and it was a little rusty and that's being really nice. Um, <laughs> it was, it was pretty rough, you know, and we were tuned, like we were turned way down. Um, tomorrow I can't make it. I have dinner plans. Um, they're going to do it, but it, it'll get progressively better. Last year, same thing. So, you know, get louder and progressively better so that we're ready for the show. Because two years ago, when you played with us at the Moose, yeah. we didn't practice at all, and we were atrocious. You know, we're like, oh, we'll do it. We've been doing it for 10 years. We got together, and we're like, oh, shit, this is terrible. You know, so that was a bad idea. We'll never do that again. Um, so this year, um, just like last year, we'll be practicing at least, you know, 10 times before the show, which is good. It's, it's not fun when it's like three dudes and um, four dudes and, and a speaker. Yeah, you, know? you need I mean, the drums. The energy is lost. It's oh, certainly yeah. lost. It's like, but you know, you can still get into it, you know. But again, it's like Sunday, you know, Sunday evening, you know, and, and you're getting ready for work the next day. So oh, yeah. off, but it's uh, it's a necessary evil. <laughs> I still like doing it. You know, I, I still like to get together and jam because I don't get to do it very often. Yeah. I don't get to scream into a microphone all the time. Yeah. You know, which I love to do. So you don't know what you're going to do in the future with music, but you have a lot, you have a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that like, uh, you might like anything you've always wanted to do that you just, it's just not in the cards. Um, like anything weird, like, you know, like crochet. You know? <laughs> I, I, I have a desire to learn how to play the piano. Okay. Um, I have no idea how I mean, I can sit down and make it sound like I know what I'm doing, but I really have, I can't read music. So I can play instruments slightly well, but I would like to learn how to read music and play the piano. Um, so that's an aspiration of mine. I've been talking about that for years, like taking actual lessons. Oh, sure. Um, so I might do that, you know, and maybe I'll be the guy that plays the weird music, you know, plays the organ. And yeah. My goofy band. Yeah. Um, one day it'll, it'll happen. Um, yeah, I think that, that is it. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the one thing that's been in the back of my mind for a couple of years now. Um, maybe, maybe that in teaching. Um, I, I, I've wanted to be a teacher for a long time, but that's like, all right, different career paths. Yeah. That kind of ties into the, you said the Cub Scout thing or something. Like, yeah. That's, that's relatively new for me. That's interesting. How did that happen? Um, you know, the flyer came from school and I was like, you want to join scouts? He's like, yeah, sure. So I showed up, you know, as like a tiger, which is like their first thing. And they're like, do you want to be a leader? I was like, yes. You know? What do you need from me? Well, planning and you need to be crafty and to be prepared and have tools. And, I'm good at this. And, and camp? Yeah, I can do this. I don't need to buy, I don't need to buy anything. You, you asked know? the right guy. Yeah, but then it's like, you know, we got 15 kids in, in our, our den. And that's a lot for, for scouts from what I know. Okay. Um, most of the other ones have like six and seven. We have 15 six-year-olds. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It, you can imagine what happens with 15 six-year-olds that get together after school. Um, it's chaos. But the great kids, and we had a huge amount of help with parent from parents. So that's that's new to me. You know, I'm st I'm still a guy that like rolls up with my like, like Baphomet shirt on, yeah. you know, and like you know, like the, like the beanie on, and they're like, you gotta yeah. go to like who's this asshole? 
you know, like, oh, I'm teaching your kids today. You know what I mean? Like, look, like, look I've learned over a long time, people always, like, change, tell me, change your look for blah, blah, blah. I've never had to, and I never will. And and this is who I am. And you'll learn who I am. Yeah. Um. And, and, and I, I hopefully you'll like me. And I, that's my goal is for you to like me and, yeah. and understand where I'm coming from. Um, I'd like to break that idea of judging a book by its cover. I, I love to. Yeah. I love to prove people wrong with that kind of shit all the time. Um, that's huge for me. Yeah. Because, you know, like, like my entire life I've been told, you know, like, don't do this, don't do this because of this stigma of what somebody might think. Well, fuck you. You know? Sure. Absolutely fuck you. Absolutely. I'm not going to listen to Vanilla Ice in sixth grade because everybody else is going to. I'm going to continue listening to this and have my sweet mullet <laughs> while you all have, to, have your, you know, Z's in the side of your head. Yeah. Um, that's been my attitude forever. And it's worked out for me very well. Yeah. You know, but so be it. Well, you have your shit together. Yeah, some, sometimes it's a good talk <laughs> and uh you know thank you for coming over and much appreciated much appreciated fuck man we're gonna go rock and roll now. yes we are yeah that's what it's gonna be yeah so oh, and, yeah and oh yeah the we, show yeah yeah plug the show Can i plug the show yes you have to all right this... i'm gonna plug it in the beginning of the podcast too okay, but word. get 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 what you have to say get, get it off, in. get it off right. your chest yeah all right december 27th smiling moose 8 p.m got a punk metal hip-hop show so we've got Weapons of Choice, which is a phenomenal, uh, just old school punk rock, minor threat type of style. Yeah. Um, we got uh, The Catastrophist, which is their first show. They're a really, really good, just heavy metal band. Um, former members of um, Embludgeoned, Threat Signal, and um, uh, what was the other band? Uh, Hollow Point. Okay. Um, kind of a super group per se. Sure. And then Basic Sickness is going to play his first show in like three years. Probably his only show probably for the his, next three years. Right. Probably his only show for the next three years. Um, he's going to do solo. It's a hip hop thing. And then uh, we're going to play Black Market Body Parts and, and screw off for an hour and a half. Yeah. So, so come out. It'll be fun. They are fun shows. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll definitely be fun. Um, we have tickets if you want to come by them. If not, I don't care. I'll see you there anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. Cool. Well, hey, man, thanks for coming over. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for sticking around, listening to the conversation. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. I enjoyed myself. Rick's a good fucking dude. What a fucking good spirit. You know, like, solid guy. Solid as fuck. Really liked having him on. Don't forget to mark that show date in your calendar for that Black Market Body Parts show. And, uh, yeah, I'll be here next week talking to somebody else about more stuff. It'll be cool. It's going to be great. I promise. I am Sykes. Start the beat. 2014. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.